Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America Wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 6.30 Chad. All right, it's 107 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer uh, joining you here in the 6.30 Chad Studios. The Edmonton Oilers have just hit the ice as we speak. Uh, we will get right to it here. We will tell you that uh, the, here are the uh, line combinations for today. Connor McDavid up front with Leon Dreisettle and Zach Cassian. So that's the way the game finished the other night against Minnesota. Marcus Granlund is up with Ryan Nugent Hopkins and Alex Chason as Nygaard is not on the ice. Uh, Gaetan Haas between Neil and Gagne. That was the Oilers' best line last night against Minnesota. Riley Sheehan remains of Jujar Kera and Josh Archibald. Miko Koskin, no surprise, is in the home goal. And uh, Patrick Russell is the extra skater. So, again, I'm not down there. I got this from Reed. Uh, and uh, I will tell you that it's interesting that that's sort of what's taking place here. If Nygaard, I, he took a hit. And that's that. Uh, I'm wondering, there's been some inconsistency in his performance, obviously, that's been a little bit frustrating for the coaches as well. There's something there of the player. It's 109 now, and Edmonton will tell you that the second hour of orders now is brought to you by Digitex. Don't spend your valuable time meeting with order sales reps. Digitex is your all-in-one convenient location at digitex.ca, Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. We go off to our River Creek Resort Casino hotline where we are joined by Sportsnet Spec, Mark Spector for the Horses and Horse Racing Alberta, presenting Standard Bread Racing Friday and Saturday nights at Century Mile 715. And Spec, uh, are you down on the rink right now, Spec? I am not down at the rink, as a matter of fact. Uh, I was just at uh, the funeral for uh, Jean Principe's dear mother. Okay. And uh, went out for lunch afterwards. All right. Uh, so, uh, anyhow, well, let's get right to it. And, again, we extended our condolences to uh, Gene, who's a terrific person, very popular guy, uh, wherever he goes. Um, so, Mark, uh, the Oilers, <laughs> the big question, one of the, you said the biggest question, Mark, in the offseason was the goaltending. Well, the goaltending exceeded expectations through the first 20 games. We've just had back-to-back games where both goaltenders have given up six. Now, that said, they are not fully culpable for all six goals. I'm, I'm sure you're the first to address that. I mean, 
if the Edmonton Oilers had multiple two-on-ones and breakaways and scored, you would say those were great plays, not that they were on the goaltenders. Uh, that said, you do need a save, don't you, once in a while? Yeah, it is for sure a mixture of both. Uh, Mike Smith did not give them a save last night. Uh, yet, if you know, if you look at every one of the goals except for maybe the sixth one, uh, I thought that you know they were all great eight chances. Zucker on a breakaway and Greenway a deflection at the top of the crease and guys walking in and shooting from the bottom of the circle. NHL shooters. You know, they often score when they're shooting uncontested from 15 feet. That's just the way it is. But having said all of that, I agree with Dave Tippett. Somewhere along the way in all those great chances, uh, you sure wouldn't mind getting a couple of saves that you didn't expect. Yeah, no question about that. Um, I mean, you score eight goals in the last two games. That's enough to win in this league. Should be enough to win, right? But you can't give up six per game. Mark, the Oilers last year at this time, we're at the start of a six-game losing streak. So they they uh, through 34 games last year. The Edmonton Oilers mark were 18, 13, and three. The team right now uh, that's 39 points. Right now they're 18, 12, and four. That's 40 points. So they're one point ahead of last year's pace. But game 34 last year was the start of a six-game losing streak that sunk the season. Do you have the same concern about this year's group, Mark? No, I don't. I mean, it's a better team. I think we'd agree with that. Uh, but it needs to rein it in here and play. You know, the things that have made it a better team, Bob, are the ability to play defensive hockey and keep the puck out of your net. And that that that's gone away from them here. Their their whole defensive uh, composure has become. It's it's they've lost the priority. Right when when Jujar Caro with 15 seconds left in the period isn't just killing a puck but kicking it out into the center of the ice, uh, that's a, that's not a team that's willing to say we'll take a one-one tie after two or after one and we'll we'll beat you the rest of the game. He's trying to make a get another goal uh, and instead coughs up another goal. So the things that I liked about Edmonton's game revolved a lot around keeping the puck out of their net. And a lot of that's disappeared, and they got to find a way to get it back, Bob. Yeah, oh, and, and again, five-man attack, five-man back, and it's been part of the process here. There's been some identity lost, um, and it's been a frustrating stretch. I, 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 there were some things, Mark, last night. Obviously, Mike Smith was not happy. I didn't get a chance to talk to Mike after the game. I did talk to Koskinen, and, uh, you know, he he took full ownership in the, the six goals. I heard Smith's comments after the game, and, he took ownership as well, uh, but that said, that's the negative. Is they gave up six, and the team was disjointed and gave up some odd man breaks. It was a good game for Larson and Clefbaum. That pairing had a strong performance, and Gaetan Haas down the middle mark of James Neal and Sam. Gar- I got to tell you, I thought there was a possibility by the middle of December, Gaetan Haas might be back in Switzerland, but he's actually starting to gain a little bit of traction here. Yeah, and you know when you bring these guys over, like. You know, they brought three players over from Europe that never played a, a professional game in North America in Pearson, Nygaard, and um, Haas. And, you know, if you'd have told me you're bringing those three guys, I'd have said one of them's going to be a player, and if two are, you struck the goal line. Well, right now, Haas seems to be a player. Nygaard, there's something there, like you said, Bob. Uh, he's got to figure out how to not be so light on the puck yet not get hurt all the time 
and that's something that he's going to have to figure out. And let's figure. I don't know about Pearson. I think that uh, the coach decides he needs some time. Let's see where it gets him. So the point I'm making is they're not sure thing locks when they've never played a game over here. And out of those three guys, right now you have one and suspect maybe you might get two players. I think that's a win for Kenny Holland and the staff, don't you? Yep, I think you'll take that all day. Uh, all right, uh, Adam Larson. I mean, the Oilers need this guy to be a top 4D, don't they? Yeah, they need his hard defensive game. Like, that's what they really need. They, he's he's uh, When you have five men back, you know, if, if I find my way through the first couple layers of Oilers checking and the guy waiting for him is Adam Larson, uh, that's usually a bad way to end my rush, <laughs> you know? So you can't leave Larson on an island. You know, if it, Larson needs to be protected by a proper defensive structure in front of him. Uh, if if it's a freelance game the way the Oilers are playing, all of a sudden Larson gets exposed a little when there's lots of open ice everywhere and fans go, oh, look at Larson. He's not good enough defensively. Larson's game is predicated on a proper defensive structure. And he makes you a better team and a better, tougher, harder to play against defensive group. But he can't do it on his own, Bob. Can't do it on his own. He needs he needs the rest of the team to put together some again that that five man unit. And he's an awful tough guy to deal with when he's part of that. All right, so let's switch focus here. The Toronto Maple Leafs are in town. Um, hard to believe, like they're Mark. They're not exactly knocking it out of the park here. Like they're hovering right around. You know, 34, 34, 35 points themselves. I mean, the Oilers are at 40 points right now. We have concerns in oil country from a lot of the fans here. Uh, do, you, uh, do you get the gut feel that, Tor- you know, Toronto, there, there's concern in that Toronto? I mean, they're sitting in sixth place in their division right now. Well, there's huge concern there, Bob, because it's not just, you know, they're not just snapping their fingers and getting good. Think back to 2018 after the Oilers made their run. And we got to around this time of year, and the Oilers hadn't put it together yet, and we were kind of going... Geez, you know, like, they are going to make the playoffs, aren't they? <laughs> you know, and they never did, Bob. They got up uh, to Toronto, Mark. They won their final four games before Christmas that year, including right. absolutely boot-stomping the Montreal Canadiens at home. And everything, they got to 500 at that point. That was the last time right. they were 500 that season. I remember talking to Milan Lucic. He said, okay, this is it. We got here. We're back to 500. When we get back from Christmas, we got to do something with this. And they never did. So... Toronto's the, you know, that's just not a dissimilar story to what's going on in Toronto. The assumption was they'd be good. The assumption was they'd score lots of goals. The assumption was, you know, Kyle Dubas's grand plan was going to work. And now we're starting to see, you know, geez, maybe Mitch Marner is he's a good player, but I'm not sure he's the guy that should be making the most money in the league this season. Uh, you know, maybe we needed a little more stout, rough, tougher defenseman that can defend. You know, maybe all these skill guys up front all on the same team, maybe it's not exactly what we thought it was going to be. So there's a reckoning in Toronto, and they're trying to fix it as they go. I would suggest to you, Bob, if this group doesn't make the playoffs this year, uh, there will be some major changes uh, in the lineup over the summer in Toronto. Well, they've got three forwards that are making, what, $11 bucks. Yep. Are any of them as good as McDavid or Drysaddle? There you go. You know, good so, question. And, right. and I'd ask you, can any team have three $11 million players, no matter how good they are, and build a, commence, a, a proper team around them with whatever's left? And so that's where I'm going to transition next, because uh, we just had Elliot Friedman on the show. 
Uh, it is Elliott's belief that he thinks New Jersey's trying to get it done with Taylor Hall before the roster freeze for Christmas. I know that uh, I just read something. Uh, Dave uh, Staples uh, basically uh, pulled off some different perspectives. You may have had multiple conversations on this topic. I, I believe you said it was 0% chance that uh, Taylor would uh, potentially end up back in Edmonton. I had it at 20% in the sense that I believe Edmonton is one of the teams that would have interest. And and Edmonton has something that, like Colorado's not trading Bowen Byron. We know that, right? And it's you're not going to see a top end. And Brandstrom is an A-minus prospect that was given up in the Mark Stone deal. He was not an A. Pro- he was not a top five or six overall pick. Um, yes. Have you changed at all? Because you said zero percent chance. Do you think there might be a possibility that this thing actually could come to fruition? Oh, uh, listen. There's, there, there's always a possibility, but I guess the, I, I would rephrase the question to say that if I was the general manager of the Edmonton Oilers, if I was Ken Holland, I would say to myself, I don't think that I can afford to have McDavid, Drysaddle, and Hall on the same team long term. I just don't think that, and I think the Leafs are evidence of that. Uh, so let's work backwards. If I if I don't feel that fiscally I can handle having a haul on my team next year, why am I giving up a bunch of valuable stuff for him to have him on this team this year? I don't see this team, Bob, as a Stanley Cup winner. Right. You know, if they were, if if I could look at the Edmonton Oilers and say, you know, this guy's the difference between winning a cup or getting to a cup, then maybe you do throw away a high higher draft pick or a, or a real good prospect. I don't think that orders, the orders are, are that team, and I don't think they can keep Hall long-term. So if you're asking me, if I was running the orders, it's not something I would do. I'd sure be excited to watch it all unfold if it happens, Bob, but I don't think it'll happen. All right, Speck. Hey, thanks for your time. i got to take this call. Uh, we're going to head off to a break. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Frank, we'll see you down at the rink tomorrow night. <laughs> All right, Bobby. All right, this is Oilers Now. Bob Stoffer and Brendan Escott with you. Subscribe to the Oilers Now podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you find your podcasts. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chad. 124 in Edmonton. we got a lot to get to here. We'll tell you the guests on the show receive guest certificates from Japanese Village Steak and Seafood cooked right at your table. Visit their Edmonton South downtown north side in Sherwood Park locations. Where's Shotgun Sean Evans? Because he's got something for me. It's a special time for some of my guests, if you know what I mean. Alrighty, uh, we will tell you this. Make sure you go down and see the gang at Brent Ridge Ford out in Wetaskiwin. Cars cost less in Wetaskiwin. Brent Ridge Ford is an eight-time President's Diamond Award winner for customer satisfaction. They've got their own Battle of Alberta taking place as we speak right up until Christmas Eve. Chris, Daryl, and Bruce representing the Flames, while Uncle Milt, Johnny, and Earl are on the Oilers' side. Right now is a great time to buy at Brent Ridge Ford in Wetaskiwin. They're clearing out their 2019s up to $14,000 off 2019 F-150s. The battle virtually tied. 
give the gang at Brentridge a call, 1-877-477-3673, or visit Brentridge.com. So I go in there back in, like, September, Brendan, and I got this Flames guy chirping at me. Then his team kind of got off to a tough start, went a little quiet. Now they've won, you know, seven in a row. Anybody who's ever, like Jeff Ward used to work for the Oilers organization. He's a great dude. Derek Ryan, as good a guy as you'll find in hockey. Just a tremendous person. The designated driver. He doesn't drink, right? He's he's a Latter-day Saint. The only Mormon in the National Hockey League. One of the favorite guys in Carolina. Favorite guy in... He's turning Milan Lucic into a goal scorer. He's got like three of his last six or seven games playing a line with Derek Ryan. Oh... I just spent two and a half years trying to convince two guys that played college hockey in Boston that we needed to sign them, but they, they didn't want to listen. Probably because I was wrong on so many other suggestions that I made over the years. All right, uh, there we have it. Let's do this. A guy that knows that I was never wrong uh, back in the day when I did Alberta Golden Bears football play-by-play is Trent Brown. And we are going to go to the Oilers injury report for James H. Brown injury lawyers. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. Brendan. Scott. Tough times for the Senators. Bob Dylan DeMello will miss three to four weeks with a broken finger, the team announced today. He has six points in 32 games. Uh, the good news, though, Scott Saberin ditched the non-contact jersey at Sens practice this morning as he continues recovering from a head injury from a collision with David Backus back on November 2nd. Habs forward Paul Byron did participate in his first full practice since having surgery to repair a knee ailment. He had just four points in 19 games before getting hurt there. And you mentioned tough times in auto. I want to. I don't know if we've mentioned this on the show here, but uh, a friend of the Edmonton sports media, former play-by-play voice, the Edmonton Oil Kings, AJ Jakubic, uh, was dealing with significant health issues in Ottawa. They were sort of stomach-related. I'm pleased to report uh, that AJ has uh, has battled through it, uh, which means uh, that's great stuff. And he's on his uh, way to recovery. So we're all behind him. And I can get back to doing my favorite thing with AJ, and that's except this year he's got bragging rights because he's an Auburn fan and I'm an Alabama fan. So uh, I'm very happy to hear that uh, AJ is doing better, and uh, one day he'll get an opportunity to do some NHL play by play. All right, two are Ashley Fine Flores text line. Fear the fin. He's a San Jose Sharks fan. So typical of this crappy and jealous market to rip the Sharks right now. Brendan, just 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 hear me right here. Was I ripping the Sharks at any point during this show? I don't believe I did. Did I rip the San Jose Sharks? I, I We just talked about their goaltending struggles. Did I rip the Sharks at any stage? I don't think so. All no, right. So, my memory. Fear the Finn. You hear what you want to hear instead of hearing what was said. But he goes on. He says, here are some orders, here are some numbers for Oilers fans to ponder. San Jose has made the playoffs 19 of the last 21 years. Four conference finals, one Stanley Cup final. Average draft position for Doug Wilson since 2003, 28th in the first round. The Oilers have had four number one picks, a third, a fourth, a seventh, an eighth, a tenth, and a 22nd in the past 10 years. I don't think anybody involved with the Oilers are in a position to critique other successful organizations based on their past 13 years from Fear the Fear. Fear the Fin. Fearlefin, you have what is known as rabbit ears in this business. Elliot Friedman and myself were discussing the challenges that San Jose had. They're the worst five-on-five save percentage team in the NHL. That's the issue. And Elliot said he didn't think that Doug Wilson had a lot to trade with. The Sharks have had a great run. They have been well-run. They have been competitive. They're in every trade. And I still, despite their current position right now, I would still not write them off. 
they could absolutely make the playoffs. But you, sir, you fear the fin, have rabbit ears. Let's go to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. When we come back, we'll talk uh, about the Edmonton Oil Kings. Oil Kings general manager Kurt Hill coming up on Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.